Welcome to Oh Brother, a podcast of three brothers trying to figure it all out. With your hosts, Brandon, Colin, and Aaron. On this week's show, sounds very German. Ahoy! 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 It is is the day of the week. It is. is. Yes, well, yes. Happy generic time of day. Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) It's not the same time every everything's fine. Don't worry. No, see. Although I guess I should be saying to you, Guten Nacht. Guten yeah. Nacht. I see. I was gonna. I was going to say that, but I was like, no, that's too on the nose, and nobody will know. True. What? All right. Going on. They'll catch up here in a minute, but we have to have the traditional <laughs> before so. before then. No. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. No. Uh, what's <laughs> what's what's new and exciting? Uh oh yeah you know all my it's uh yeah it's been very oh man odd. that was uh, yeah fun. so <laughs> well Susan's been Susan's been very sick oh right? no so she had the COVID right oh. so that's been exciting um wah, wah, it's been pretty right. you know <clears throat> yeah so we're gonna back this story up here so yeah so she got she uh last. I guess she didn't feel good Thursday, last Thursday, right? So, sort of like from then on, was when she went to she did a self test on Friday. We're gonna say Friday evening, okay? And then had the urgent and do the whole like official test for paperwork from school and everything like that. Okay, so she's been dealing with that. So it's been pretty. It's basically she's had like a fever thing, like fever, achiness, and like. She's been coughing a lot, right? Mm. So I've been trying to hide from her, right? <laughs> I might have had like a very mild case, but I never had any fever. I just have had some coughing and some like ridiculous sinus drainage. It's been like horrendous. So mm. I don't like I was like <laughs> delicious. Uh, no, it's not been good. Uh, so I... <clears throat> so we've been doing this. So we've been here's here's a here's the, the first problem that I made. So over the weekend, right? I was like, okay, I'm going to obviously going to sleep in the living room on the couch, right? This is what I'm going to do. I'm sleeping here. Well, that's fine. Um, one of the days, I guess it was Saturday. Saturday night I made, yes, Saturday night, I made a grave mistake. Right. <gasps> oh, no. Uh, a grave mistake. I think. Okay. Grave mistake, right? I was like, okay, well, she'd been in on the couch all day, and I had forgotten to, like, Lysol it off, you know? And I was like, well, I'm not going to sleep on the couch, right? Uh-huh. By the time I remembered, it was late. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. I was like, I'll just go and I'll sleep in my room up here, right? Sure. So I did that, whatever. And I was like, you know what? It'll be fine. I'm just going to like pull out some stuff and I'm going to sleep here on the floor. <clears throat> now, hmm. I don't know at, at what age it becomes inappropriate. To not sleep to sleep on the floor, but that age is apparently well before thirty eight years old. Because oh, I, I see. Oh, my God, <laughs> how's it? Fe- how are you feeling? It, feeling? it was not. It was not. Sunday was bad. I was like, oh my gosh, what happened? <laughs> I don't really understand. Right, it was weird too because I I started I slept on the I turned my laptop on. Right, I just turned on some stuff and I was fell asleep to watching my thing. Sure. As one does. Uh-huh. And I woke up one time, right? I w- 
didn't sleep soundly by any means. I woke up once, went to the bathroom, refilled my water, blah, blah, checked on her and everything. Came back, lay down again, and it was fine. And then the weird part was sometime around like, I don't know, 5.30 or something. I like, I was like, okay, well, it's very cold in here on this floor. So I'm going to sleep. I'm going to move up to the couch. And I slept on the couch for like two hours. And after I woke up from that, I thought my neck was going to come off of my body. Right? Like, I don't know how. I don't know in what position I was laying in. But my neck was, it was just going to not, like, it was just broken. Like, I don't know what. It was so bad. Oh, that's the worst All day. Because, uh-huh. like, just the tension at whatever bizarre angle I decided to fall asleep for that final time. Yeah, the wrong one. And of course, call that. Of course, it was beautiful because every time I would cough, oh. my head would feel like it was exploding. exploding. Right? Because oh, I have this like massive oh. tension headache from my neck. Uh-huh. And so any even like a small cough, my temples are just like, <laughs> oh, mercy. <no>. <laughs> Well, oh it's no! So bad. <sighs> so I'm such an old man that like. Well, this this is what. Uh, okay, uh, just real quick, uh, you can you can commiserate with Megan because she <laughs> it was cold, so she slept in a hoodie, uh, but didn't have the hood up, and the hood rested in between oh, her no. shoulder blades in the middle all night long, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and woke up and literally could not turn her head left or right she was just just basically like i mean that you know. something similar may have happened because i was wearing a hoodie when i fell asleep right uh, because it is cold in the floor like yeah. I was, it's, it's cold so i was preparing myself like okay well i'm gonna sleep in this hoodie and i'm gonna do this so maybe that was something to do with it maybe i should have just had a normal sweater with <laughs> sans hood maybe it would have been I, safer this is, right i don't know I don't want to do a test to see. Um, right. I'm not, I'm not yeah. interested in comparative analysis at this point, right? Oh, like, come on. I don't. I mean, like, what's the worst? So could, bad. I would say what's the worst that could happen, but we, I think <laughs> we're already pretty. Yeah. Uh, we already had the worst that could happen. Yeah. It was bad news. Bad <laughs> news bears. So that was, yeah. Oh, so no. I had to overcome that crippling decision that I made. Uh, <laughs> Jeez! Well, that's a terrible. That is bad. Yeah, it was not good. Yeah, I, I don't know what I did or what sort of strange thing I did, but man, I paid for that one. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, Ma- Megan said she was like, "Why does this hurt so bad?" And I was like, "You're you're in your thirties. Hi, <laughs> like this is." <laughs> Well, uh, I'm so I'm sorry. You, you, yeah, you've broken yourself, and uh, is Susan feeling a little bit better? Oh yeah, she's feeling a lot better today. Oh, okay, good. She's yeah, she's doing good. She's feeling better. She's still like tired, right? But you know, just from like when you become un- when you're trying to become better, that's just how it works, right? Yeah. But she sounds better. She's coughing less, I mm-hmm. think. Question mark. So. Pretty good overall. Um, the other weird catastrophe that happened. Oh, geez. That we had to overcome. Okay. So, in the midst of all of this, <clears throat> on Friday, I was checking outside and there's this thing on my door. <clears throat> and I was like, 
the heck is this? And it was a thing from the city saying, you're using way too much water. Call us. It was like, uh, 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 um, what? <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, wait, wait a minute. What's happened? So <clears throat> I called them up and they, I have, still had to get up to see Hall, I guess, somewhere if they come back. So they had checked our meter and it went like the water was just like running somewhere. <clears throat> right. Oh, that's uh, terrifying. And we had used like way more water than we were supposed to. And so they were like, uh, hello. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So we had to go do that. And uh, it turns out the, I think what it was, was the, well, my guess, I don't know if they've come back to check yet. I, I don't know how to confirm if they've come back out here is that the, the toilet seal was bad. And so the toilets were like mildly running. Oh, right. Like not enough to like notice really, but they were just like, I guess, constantly running. Okay. Yeah. And so, and so it was just like always, there was something always happening. So they were like, uh, we don't know if you have a leak or what's happening. So blah. You know that? So I had to go buy some <laughs> toilet parts Oh, and Ugh. then call the landlord. And he's like, all right, whenever you're both are feeling better, yeah, I'm going to come and just like replace the the insides of the toilet because they are like a very old style like in the tank it still has the like ball thing you know oh cool and he was like yeah. yeah he was like yeah those toilets are actually quite old and uh don't even make parts for that anymore so i will just Up- replace it for you <laughs> uh, upgrade but like when you're better and i was like yeah not when you're done um <laughs> we'll be here and we'll take all these things to city hall and be like, look look we fixed it okay look here here's us fixing things right wow, like, that's, that's what <laughs> that's wild that's i guess that's yeah. better than i didn't know they did this oh well yeah um because i was out uh in our front yard and the guy was coming up and asking where a certain address was and i said oh it's over there and he said, oh, I'm just trying to give them a, a water notice. We've noticed their bills come up. And usually when this happens, a basement is flooding and somebody's on vacation. Yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so I actually had the neighbor's phone number and I called him and I was like, just so you know. And he was like, oh, okay. We've been, um, they were doing some renovations and they were washing their drop cloth, something like that. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but it's better. Yeah. But it's, it's all fine. Don't worry. I got it. Did I, I told you. Did I tell you about my phone call from the city about water? This is very weird crossovers that we're having these this 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 week. Uh, um, I don't when uh, no maybe it's, not. It, this has been a little maybe. bit but but okay. I got a phone call from the uh, water department and they asked, um, "Are you currently living at your residence?" And I said, "Yes." And they said, "Are you?" How many people are living there? And I said, "Oh, you did tell me about this." Yes, I think. <laughs> yes. And it, they were like, "Oh, you haven't, you haven't." Um, I said, "Well, we don't have any water usage since March." And I was like, "Oh, that's several months ago." And they were like, "Of last year." <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, uh, "Are you kidding me?" And they, and the, the what happened was during during COVID, um, and all of the. People stayed home and they put all like everyone was doing home renovations. And so water uses like apparently dropped throughout the city. And then new homes were registered because they were rehabbing old, you know, derelict homes. And so the the city just became overwhelmed with keeping up with this kind of information. Water usage stuff. That's yeah, water usage because they it was like what's inhabited, what's not. And so she was finally digging out of this. And called in. So I 
hadn't paid my water. I mean, I I had no water bill. It was a zero. It's not. I was terrified she's going to be like, yeah, you owe you know eleven thousand uh, dollars. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, for they, water usage, no. Yeah, they don't have a way. They 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 legally aren't allowed to go back. And and there's there's also no way of knowing how much water. Oh yeah, you can't because you don't know how much you use. Used you no because yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I, I was like, well, that's that's fine. So <laughs> so yeah. So I, I did all that on Saturday where I fixed the thing and then uh, we called them back because this this happened like Friday night, right? We saw it and I was like, okay, well, dang it. So we called them. Like they're like call back and we'll send somebody back out to check it and see if it's better. And we called them and they say we're going to somebody, but I don't know when and or how to know what the results of this will be. It's I don't really understand the process from here. It wasn't really explained to me. So we'll see. Yeah. (laughs) What happens? Um, yeah, I don't know. Is that, is that's, the, that's the other thing of like, they can't just look at total water usage. They have to look at rate of usage, I guess. Yeah, they, they were looking at the rate. They were looking yeah. at that the, the, it was not stopping. And they were like, yeah. They were like, normally when we see this, there's a leak somewhere or something's happened. And the, she did tell me, she's like, check the toilets first because that'll do it and you don't even notice it. And it'll just like, that's it'll insane. just be going and you won't really notice it and you won't think it's doing a lot, but it's like just using a ton of water. So I was like, all right, well, I'll start there. Wow. Um, I'll start there and call the landlord and see what's up. And she was like, all right, do it. <laughs> so <laughs> they were very helpful in City Hall uh, at the uh, Shockingly. office. So okay. yeah, all right. They're very nice. That was very helpful on the phone. <clears throat> huh. So yeah, that was been the, Jeez. the uh, goings on here with all this like it's been very uh (laughs) well yeah and it's and being being any sort of sick or injured uh, any other additional like stressor or inconvenience suddenly is just like that much bigger in your life right like yeah it's like the worst thing ever like oh man what the Oh, well, well, definitely, I, you know, I think I think it definitely was the toilets because like I, I pulled, I just replaced the, because when the landlord said like they don't even make parts for that ugh. flushing system anymore, I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to buy the flappy thing and see what that goes because that's normally what it is first, like yeah. the first wrong thing. Because everything else in there is kind of like metal and hard plastic, but the rubber really. Yeah, but he, he said it's, he said most likely because they're old, they're the internal parts are going to be pretty calcified. Mm. Right. So he's going to replace those eventually anyway. But when I went to pull up one of the flappy things out of one of our toilets, it just sort of like came apart. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and bet that uh, <laughs> the problem is basically solved. solved. <laughs> Done. Look, it was just like, thing. it just sort of went bleh. I was like, oh, oh, oh no, that's, <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> like like gum that's been chewed too long. Oh. Yeah, pretty much, right? Like it was just <laughs> so hopefully that was the the fixerino for that and we'll be fine, but yeah. Yeah. Excitement. That's what <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, that that's a word for it, I suppose. So, 
But yeah, right. It's, <laughs> it's, it's something new. Hooray! It is something new. That's true. Well, I, uh, I have, I flummoxed a uh, professional locksmith uh, this week. Um, I have. Well, that's. Uh, I uh, w- either good or or very bad. Um, well, let's see. I don't know. I, I mean, it's it is a thing. It's definitely. I, uh, so we have a we have one client who so we I deal with a lot of keys, and um, we have one client who is kind of outside. It's inconvenient to get to, and we used to have one copy of the key in our office, um, and then each staff member would pick up the key go do the visit. And then when they were done, they would bring it back to the office and go do the rest of their visits. Well, yes. once we start getting more than one staff member, this becomes an issue oh, <laughs> uh, because it does become slight problem because people who have the visit and the other issue is we come over three days a week, three times a day. Sorry. We come over three times a day, seven days a week for, in perpetuity. Uh, so, Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> one uh, key, not, not not, not good. So, so I made I made a bunch of keys um for our staff and then we hired more staff and then we hired more and I decided I was going to just give every it's the only key that we do this with every uh staff member would get their own copy for this client so that they just no matter what typically how we solve this problem is we put out a lockbox at the residence. Yes. Uh but yeah. This it's is like a or something, right? Like, <clears throat> yeah. But this is a um, care facility for uh, people who have for uh, ah, okay. people. Yes. Anyway, so we can't do that. They don't want that. Yes. And I understand. So yeah, that's that, why I have that makes sense, right? I have to go this route. Is there not like an office there? That is yes, but we come in outside of office hours. So I can't ah, like I come okay. there before the office. The people are in the office. Like they're Open, later outside the yeah, office. I'm okay, not there during business right. hours. Okay. So that, okay. That is, I can't yeah, do that. These are all sorts of lots of problems. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the other problem is, is that the doors, the exterior doors lock, uh, unlock at seven in the morning and lock at 7 PM at night. Uh, and we cannot get in because we need a key fob and they give one, they give two key fobs to each yeah. resident. Right. So, so we we yeah, have to time yeah, our yeah. our visits are like highly yes, core very strict parameters right yes yet another reason why we need everybody to have their key well it just so happens yeah. that down three doors down from and not I mean the band anyway but it's, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, from the office is a locksmith uh, and I says to myself you know I have been going to the Walmart kiosk and paying two dollars to have a copy of a key made. Um, he's $3 a key, but I'll be supporting another small business. So uh, let me go down to him. And it's much closer. It's much <laughs> closer. Right. And uh, so anyway, and he can just like, what I've been doing is like, Hey, here's a key. Can you just slide them in my inbox when you're done? And he's like, yes. So it's been, it was great. But this yeah. key, I don't know. And he doesn't know either. Um, TLDR here. He he made four different versions of this key and none of them work. And he has no idea. And this key is also weird because where it's supposed to most keys, when you look at them, the the teeth are, are rounded or kind of have a flat edge. This key yeah. has pointed. They are per, like perfect triangles, like a very stereotypical, oh. like what you would do if it was like a play key, where it's where you're like, 
There's no security here. (laughs) They're pointed, like perfectly pointed, um, with just a very small amount of rounding. And he's like, when he looked at the key, he looked at me and he went, does this key work? Like the very first time we made stuff. And I was like, yeah, this every single time. And I said, I got this from the client. Um, This is the one they gave me. This is a copy that they got when they moved in. And, And he was like, this is weird. <laughs> and so he made he made one, quote unquote, perfectly copying it. And it didn't work at all. I mean, I tried, the client tried, I had staff try. Um, he then came back and he like recut and measured and did a different up. I there apparently there were there's like the exact copy way, and then there's a measurement way where you're de- where you quote unquote decode the key to meet specs. That make, yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, makes and, sense. And then the other one, then none of those worked. Um, and he tried that and he like rounded the teeth and he set different stuff. And then the, this last go around, he made one um, measuring from the tip and then another one measuring from the shoulder. Didn't even know those were things on a key. Um, did it two different ways with each of those and not a single one of them worked. I, he, he, I came back and I told him and he was like, look, if I were on site, what I would be doing right now is taking apart the tumbler internally and measuring that see what the heck is going on with this and and he said i'm i'm sorry i don't know i've never run into this before and i was like well i'm glad i could provide you them some learn something i guess <laughs> and then i went to the walmart kiosk and made a copy of it and it works perfectly so i don't <laughs> i don't i don't that is so strange like it is that so strange like he was like he was telling me he's like I'm not because and I wasn't blaming. I wasn't saying anything, but he got. You oh know, no, 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 no! He, he's a little like, no, I know what I'm doing. He goes, my 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 copy machine here that I make with the keys. It's a it's an Italian made. It's like ten thousand dollars. It's it, I just had it, you know, specced or whatever, and and then I go to the you know who <laughs> the, the 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 Walmart minute key with who knows what kind of tolerance that machine has. It, I, <laughs> And it's just like works perfectly. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Maybe the maybe the maybe the tumbler is like old and janky, and the tolerances are looser. And so by making it too tight a tolerance, it like doesn't actually click the stuff. This is what I thought. And plus, additionally, this is my hypothesis. Well, my other one is knowing not a lot about keys. This is what I'm going with. My other one is. I wonder, I said, will it matter the context of the key? And he goes, well, I don't know. What's the context of the key? <laughs> and I went, this is a key to an internal door of a care facility. Uh, and it, and so it's not like, it doesn't have to be super, uber, duper um, uh, secure. And, and he was like, well, maybe. Like the, the, the tumblers may be set in such a way where because of the kind of care facility this is that kind of any key will work. Uh, and kind of like what you were talking about, Brandon of like the tolerances here may be really wide. Yeah. And if it's a care facility, like maybe it's one where like each, each key only opens one door, but the tumbler is set such that a master key can just blow up in there and open the thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're just loose enough where like, the, the keys can't open each other's doors, but they're designed for a master key to come in and open everything. So maybe it is a tolerance issue in the tumbler. Yeah. This is what we kind of landed on. Um, yeah. And he was just like, well, I, 
hope you don't have any more of these come along. <laughs> like me, me too. Like, no, no, this is it. <laughs> this is this is bad. So odd. It was. Yeah, it's weird. It was so weird. And like, and he was he was he was again. But he it was so weird. He's measuring, and he was like seven point five, seven point five, three, three. Like he did that method, and he was like. These are the exact. He goes. He he held up the key, and he's like, "This is the exact same key." And I was like, "I don't know what to tell you. It's not working. <laughs> Something about this is weird." So, moral of the story, um, I don't really have one because I feel bad. I was gonna say, this is, this is, what's the moral here? I don't, I don't. I really wanted to use the locksmith, but and so he made some office keys, which we could go and immediately test, and that was also weird because he made office keys and the. They didn't work for the front door, but they worked for the back door. <laughs> and he was this like, is "Very perplexing." Oh, I know. And then he he made a copy of his key, and it turned out his key opened the back door, but not the front door. <laughs> what in the? Oh my gosh! You got this whole dude rethinking his whole life right now. <laughs> I know. And he was like, you know, come to think of it, he goes. I've been in this building like 10 years. I've never come through the front door. <laughs> he always parks in the back. That's why. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. This is very odd. Yeah, keys are, are a lot more than this just... What happens when you're key? See, I think, I think this is... I think uh, so there's got to be something here where a singular key, if you just use one key all, all the time, it's going to wear... At a similar rate, possibly to the yes mechanism of the lock, right? And then it's gonna like work better in one than the other. So if the other if the other door like so like if his key doesn't open the front door, it's because the key is like fl- flattening out at a similar rate to the tumbler in the back. So the tumbler in the front is the tolerances are so tight that the key won't work. Yeah, right. If he doesn't use it there. Yep. It's, yes, These are all got... hypothetical situations, uh, listeners. I claim no <laughs> actual knowledge of not a professional Um so if any listeners have any comments about this, please let us know how wrong we are. Um about <laughs> <laughs> I'd appreciate it. But yeah, that because that's what I was thinking too, because then the other thing is that this is an office building, so Keys are constantly being made, and who knows what "quote unquote" master yeah. you're making that from. And if it's one that was, you know, worn to fit the front door, and you make one with slightly tighter tolerances, it's not That's going to true, right? Yeah, like all of a sudden, it's just like the bets are off. And he was saying, he said, you know, if I if I had my druthers, um, he goes, I'm not just saying this because you know I would want the business, but given the age of the building and the age of these locks and these doors it just needs to be rekeyed like and with new tumblers oh, yeah. and like a, yeah. a fresh start but trying to do that when getting everybody their copies of their keys and you know orchestrating yeah, a, that would be a, a whole deal a big deal but uh he's like that'd be a great place to just like marker in the sand with <laughs> this is the year we did it other, other than instead of the well i don't know uh <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> yeah, because it's like it's like when you uh, make a photocopy of something, right? So if you if you like print something out, right, and then you make a copy of that, the image is pretty good, right? And then if you make a copy of the copy, 
Mm. Right? It'll look a little bit funky, right? If you then make a copy of that copy, now your image, your line quality is not looking so hot, right? The image might be like shifted slightly because it got, it's gone through the machine so many times and it like kind of is off center now, right? Like every time you make that copy, it gets worse and worse and worse. So I, I imagine that would be like you said with the key, like if you, you know, you're not making a copy of the original key. Yeah. Maybe that one's gone. So you had to make a copy of the copy, which now the tolerances are worse and then they're worse again and then they're worse again. So <clears throat> interesting problems. Yeah. That I never actually thought about existing before. <laughs> <laughs> me, me neither. <laughs> so, and, and that's what I told him. I said, well, I, you know, I really appreciate all of the, the lessons in, in keyology. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, <laughs> still trying to figure out myself. <laughs> yeah, he's having an existential crisis because his identity is a sham because he's like, what? None of this works. Yeah, I, just, I don't know what's happening. I just imagine I him understand. like clutching both keys being like, they're the same, but they're the same. No. <laughs> yeah, it's like weeping at his desk. Why? Why? Sorry, locksmith guy. Yeah, you'll be all right. <laughs> it's very nice. Very nice. I've talk, gotten to talk to him a lot. Been married for 30 years. He's uh, <laughs> taking his daughter, to, you know, <laughs> just moments when somebody's making your keys for the 11th time. It's all good. Yeah, you know, it's fine. Uh, Normal stuff. It's okay. <laughs> There you go. So more time for German industrial metal, I guess, is really what you're saying. You've had... I don't... Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know how this happened. What what instant... What I liked or, like, watched or something... Something happened on Instagram where all of a sudden it just started to feed me <laughs> images of men on stage with fire. And I was like, why? Well, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I recognize those fiery men. What is that? That's weird. Where did that happen? And here's the here here's my only connection. Are you ready for this? This is my only connection to this that I've been able to think about. We, uh, I interviewed and and have been interacting with uh, a, a person who runs a business with does pet grief cards that you can buy. And they're kind of like pet grief affirmation cards. Of like, okay, um, yeah. I, like I did everything that I could, and I, things like that. Um, yeah, he lives in Germany. That—that's my only connection to this, <laughs> of, in any way, shape, or form. So, what I'm not sure. They also have a new single that just came out, so maybe their just presence is just heightened heightened already that is true and they like announced their new tour for next summer thing Mm -hmm. right like i'm not like i'm I'm just cursorily that's not a real word but whatever uh looking at just what pops up when you google their name so yeah their stadium their new stadium tour but yeah, their stadium tour but that's over in europe there they did their u.s stadium tour this year um yeah, and then they're so doing probably finishing that up. New yeah. single off their album because they have an album, right? New album or whatever, and then 
announcing the new stadium tour for next summer. So maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe yeah. it just overlapped perfectly. Listeners, if you haven't guessed already, Colin has just been Rammsteining it up all <laughs> all week, all week, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. I've had a lot of time. I, I I said I wasn't that busy, but I've spent a considerable amount of time in the car, especially uh, the last well, spent last two days. Yesterday, I made a I just drove down really early in the morning in Springfield. And I spent all day driving, and then I came back late at night. Uh, and the Monday, I also had plenty of time in the car and so it's been <laughs> it's been a lot of uh <laughs> a lot of till and flake uh and the gang <laughs> fire uh going crazy uh it and there's a my goodness i don't know if you've seen and that's the other thing of of all of the the videos that are popping up are definitely of of a time of like this is you mentioned that they're they're kind of wrapping up their tour or like literally just finished a like a couple weeks ago of all of these videos are from this tour. None of them are older. Right. So yeah, like there's also, stuff, yeah. it's also this presence is being served, which is interesting. Cause then you can go in and you can look at the, the, the stage and everything going on here. And it's, uh, it's a lot. Did you, did you get to look at some of the images of the... It's always been a lot, right? Let's be real. Did, I remember oh, the first I know. time I saw a Rammstein stage show. I mean, like not in person, like on a video, right? Yeah. I'm not, uh, I did not go see Rammstein. But like the first time I saw a stage, it was probably like 2001 or two, maybe. And even then, I was like, what the heck is this? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's when Duhas came out it was right, like right that, that time. Yeah, and, it was right around there. It was that album where they blew up big in North America, right? And it was that and some of those other songs. And I was like, what in the world uh, is this? What am I looking at? This like, is, it is, it is evolved. As a person, I, yeah, as a person that had only attended like punk rock shows, um, <laughs> where it's like four dudes in t-shirts on a tiny stage Right, uh-huh. <laughs> a Rammstein stage set is like a very confusing thing to be looking at. <laughs> it's I, like, right? It's uh, like, like, what in the world? There's dudes in masks and like a big shirtless German dude and like fire everywhere. And what? this guy is wearing goggles. And why is this dude always running? Like, what is happening? Oh here? yeah, like what's the guy who's on a treadmill nonstop. Yeah, like yeah. Well, that's the, a newer thing, but he's always done something like strange the keyboard player has always been like the, the he's always doing something weird yes. right like what is happening the more yeah, the more now, you watch the videos like running or walking <laughs> the more you watch them he's just in the background and you're like wait who's that what's he doing it's, it's now he's huh what, what? <laughs> kind of like, just keep track of him but the new stage it's like something out of mordor like it's just it's huge it's this huge insane. tower coming up on it and then the other thing that they do because they also have like six or seven flame towers throughout the crowd. Uh, so that and they're all synchronized, yeah. obviously. Um, yeah. But <laughs> it has his little like rocket gun thing that he like shoots out around and plays like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that's the other thing of um, I was doing a, something that I haven't done before of like the deep dive into the pyrotechnics um, of I, I didn't know that basically till and a bunch of the other guys are 
they they're the ones who designed yeah, they like that. Make it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He he he's very professionally trained in multiple certifications and stuff to design all of this stuff and, and pull it off. And he was saying that one of the early versions that he did, he wore a special suit and they just kind of lit him on fire. Uh, and I didn't know this I either. I saw that. Either. Yeah. <laughs> and now, now it's turned into this thing where he, I don't know if you saw this video of the backpack that shoots like nine flames in a semicircle around him as he's singing. I saw a picture of that. I don't think I saw the. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Where it, you know, it's I, timed to the music or whatever. Yeah. But, um, he, it, this, this circled on a topic that, that we can maybe come back to after we, we can figure this out. But of <laughs> the reason, do you know why they do the pyrotechnics? Because they like fire. I have no idea. I no, don't. Till is terrified of being in front of people. And, he wanted something to distract from people looking at him. The audience. <laughs> <laughs> he has, is that why over the last 20 years, he slowly looks more and more like a coal miner when he's on stage, right? Yeah. He just looks like, he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's just like some of the ones from like, like where he's just, he looks dirty. Like, what's he doing? <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's, but that's, I mean, that's also part of the, like, the 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 uh well, the thing industrial... he's like, it's like it's that like dirt nerd it's like yeah it's like silvery and like yeah. what is happening yeah. like he, i don't know yeah like... he, he actually said the reason he does the pyrotechnics is because uh he gets he's he gets stage fright that's really bad and it and it gives something to know like it's filling time because he was like yeah i i saw these other people performing and in between sets they were like talking and telling stories and I and he goes. I didn't have time for that. I didn't want to do that, so I just fill it with a flame. He's like, I didn't want to tell a story, so I put a flamethrower together. <laughs> I can appreciate that, right? Yeah. That's very- <laughs> well, I, I thought it was very interesting how you get this this um, this personality trait that you can then like really lean into, and now it is one of the defining features of their stadium tours. Like it, they can only do, and that's the other part of this. Because they do that, they can yeah, only they do. They can only do stadiums. Yeah, they can only. So now, now that you're in a stadium, what else can you do? Right? <laughs> like, like, how do you how do you put that together? And I, I, it's weird for a guy that has stage fright to produce a show that can only be put on in a large capacity stadium. <laughs> Bit odd. Um, you would <laughs> exactly. Where it's like, oh, wh- where are you performing tonight? Oh, uh, I don't know, but uh, seventy eight thousand people are going to be there. Yeah, right. Like, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's a bit. Yeah, that's a weird. I see. I I I don't know. Just because of the person that I am, I guess I don't like it when bands like sit up there and just like talk. Like, I didn't pay any money to hear you speak. <laughs> what are you doing? Right. Like. Well, like, and that I'm was, talking. I know you have. I know there's like stuff you got to do. Right? You got to like retune, and sometimes you got to like change instruments, and then there's there's like things that have to be done. I understand this. I accept this. But like, you're cool and all, but like, I don't want to hear you. Right. I'm not well, here to hear you talk. Right. I want to. <laughs> well, and that was Again, that, punk rock bands that do that either. They don't talk. They just play a song. It's over, and they go. All right, our next one. Boom. Anyway, yeah. Another, like done. You don't have to. <laughs> nobody's talking at that. Nope. <laughs> Well, that's something too. Is if you 
you know watch the the shows and kind of in between sets and everything the 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 very fact that they're described as a you know, industrial music metal or grunge whatever uh it that the machinery comes it comes the whole stage becomes like a machine right just like yeah the, yeah yeah things are happening like you mentioned of like there's just so much going on constantly but it's it's all the other thing is this of because of they obsess over the perfect timing of the flamethrowers of the light switches of of everything it it is it just churns as you move forward through their whatever three hour long concert or however long it goes of just like nonstop. Um, and you get that feeling from the music too. That's the one it's probably, it's probably because I've been in a car a lot, but the word that just kept coming into my mind was like, this is, it, it's just driving like the music. No, it is very driving. It's a lot of the songs have those very like driving like riffs, right? Like, you know, do host is like the big one. Cause it's like, just very like, like that's just like the whole thing right but a lot of their songs have that quality and it's it's very it's just it sounds very german it's weird right to say that because there's lots of other industrial bands but like other industrial bands don't sound like that like there's this there's like a very german thing happening with their sound that's just very i don't know if it's the it's like a combination of the like they do some of that synthesizy stuff, right? It's like, you know, or, and they have like, it's that, 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 uh, <clears throat> their sound is also very like a modern high gain amplification sound, right? It's some very nerdy guitar things happening, but like it's like, uh-huh. that's, and some of those, some of the best companies that make, that do, that make amplifiers and things that do that sound are from Germany, right? Mm. So it just, it sounds, German, right? Like it's just like, mm, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the other thing too of of even though they're described as I keep coming back to this word industrial metal because it it fits both the look and the sound of most of their music. If well, there really, is a genre like industrial yeah, is a it, genre. Like, if you you know if you pull out and you watch the show, it's also kind of like there are moments where it's an EDM rave. And just like straight techno and uh, mostly that techno is driven that's what, by. That's the other thing that makes it very German, right? Yeah. Is that like techno EDM vibe. The exactly. house music, like German house music, house right? Music. That's what, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying to think of. That like very, that's another very driving thing though, right? Yes. It's a very driving beat uh, genre. But like other industrial, I'm not a big industrial guy, right? I know like three industrial bands. That's it. Um, but the yeah. other two don't really sound like Rammstein, right? They sound different in their, you know, like Nine Inch Nails is kind of industrial and I don't like them at all. Uh, and like uh, Static X is very industrial mm-hmm. and they sound similar, but not the same, right? They have that synthesizer thing happening as well. But like, there's just like a very German edge to surprising to no one but like (laughs) yeah yeah what i also get from this that i don't really get from many other bands um i think just in general is that um much like their this ties into another comment that i had of the the visual components of their show are very full I'll, i'll use that word because when you're listening to their music 
it's very full. Like there are, there's like, especially that driving and then things just keep getting layered on top of it and the adding and little yeah. things here and there. And like, then you hit that huge crescendo and you're just like, there are those moments where you're going, what, what is, I, you can't like, I have to listen. <laughs> there's like seven. I don't, what, what is that? Like I've, I've said that probably out loud at least 11 times. Like, what was that? <laughs> let me let me skip back thirty seconds and just feel that again. What in the world is Probably happening? A keyboard during- guy doing something weird, right? Like, just, uh, who knows? <laughs> yeah, doing playing three or four at the same time. Like, it's just, yeah. <laughs> and that's so that that comes in with the visuals of like their stage show, but also um, the the meaning behind a lot of this stuff. Of obviously, I don't speak German. Um, that's not surprising to anybody. Uh, so doing a lot of deep dives into some of their, their lyrics and some of the meanings behind these. And then you go and you watch a music video and you're like, well, that's not at all what I expected to be overlaid <laughs> with, with, with this music. So let me try and well, yeah, figure, you know. figure, figure this out for just a minute. <laughs> Yeah, that's a whole other problem. Like, what? I don't, okay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'll I'll give you this example. This doesn't have anything to do with the music video, but um, the the one that's like just oh, it's been it's so catchy. It's been really bad. It's been, I've been listening to radio, um, or as Lillian runs around the house yelling radio, because uh, that's how he. I mean, that's how he says it. Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But um, when I listened, when I was reading these lyrics, um. Yeah, I, I did. Like, I did read the lyrics to that song after you said that's what you're listening. To. Yeah, <laughs> I, I read these and I was like, "Well, this sounds like somebody enjoying listening to the radio, right? And 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 having access to different music and and being taken away on a different into a different world, uh, and kind of as an escapism kind of thing. That's really cool because I know that music does that to a lot of people. And then I was trying to figure out why does that take away <laughs> Granted, he's also singing in German, so it does also sound like dystopian and scary. But also, like, like it's overlaid. Well, and then you watch the video, and then you're yeah. like, then you oh, watch the video, dystopian and scary, and you're like, oh, this is dystopian and scary. And then you remember, Till grew up in what East Germany, yeah, where they jammed <laughs> the radios, and they literally had to. There were every now and then signals would come through, and it was what it was verboten. Again, I love that word. I was like, oh. I know what that yes. was <laughs> yes. where they would, they would turn the volume way, way down and just listen to Western songs until it was jammed and they would have to wait another night or two. And it was very salacious to have access to Western culture and Western media. And now all of a sudden, yeah. now, now I get the themes of the video and why it sounds the way it does and all this stuff. And it's one of those things of, We've, this has been a theme before that we've talked about of like appreciating something at one level, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, like uh, th- this is something yeah. entirely it come, different. It comes across that salaciousness that you're talking about. That's a good word because it comes across in the video with some of the scenes, like where they're peeking in and that lady's like, like laying in the bed with the radio, right? Yeah, uh, you know that you have that whole vibe going on, and then there's the other vibe where it's like, there's the other part later on. It it kind of flips and. They they have that scene and it's basically like ripped straight out of the French Revolution, like the barricaded street and the people like standing on top of the thing, right? That is like a that is visual imagery of yes. revolutionary France, right? 
So you get like you go, oh, 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 okay. I understand, right? Like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> like these are revolutionary things that you're thinking with your little tiny transistor radio in your closet at night where the Stasi are trying to find you because you're listening to like whatever is on there that you're not supposed to be, right? So <clears throat> Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it, it again, it was one of those uh, just looking for that kind of takeaway and and going trying to sort out a little bit of that puzzle of going this. I had that question of like why why is this why are I feel like these are held in two different things of of it the words say this thing but it sounds like this why. Why is that? What's the message that's trying to be pushed mm. across about this? And and it was the fact that this radio was extremely revolutionary to people, and they were yearning for that in a in a very uh, I guess lustful way of going. That's something we need because of where we are right now. Yeah, um, and made it very interesting. And then you reminded that Till is actually better known as almost better known as being just a straight up poet, uh, which is why his the lyrics kind of sound the way they do and they're uh, kind of some of their structure too. Yeah. Right. It is very, like it does read more poemy. Like when you read the lyrics, right. They, they, they are more poemy than other bands. Right. Uh, because that's how he is. Right. And I think I read somewhere that he, at one point, this might be wrong, but like his voice is so distinctive. Right. That, Maybe that has something to do with why it's the sounds the way it is because he's such, such a deep like voice, you know. Oh, yeah. it's not like, but he still sings. It's not like a growly, gravelly like thing. It's it's like singing, but like he's like a baritone. So like <laughs> that, yes, that it's or a it's, bass, right? Because he's so bro. And it's it's not the fake like not fake, but like what a lot of the oh, no, no, bands no. do, where the it's like the growl or whatever. Uh, but it's it is it is very baritone. It sounds very operatic at times when he's yes. singing. Yeah, um, I think operatic is a good yeah because it's not like the vocal fry. It's not like the guttural, like a you know something like that. It is just like I am singing very low. <laughs> I have yeah. a bass operatic <laughs> voice. I guess is what how it is. <laughs> Which also has a whole another layer to this, where you have this driving, intense, multi layered music, and then you have an. Uh, again, this this operatic baritone carrying over and through everything, and it's just your sometimes your brain, my brain doesn't know quite what to do with a lot of that, <laughs> which is which is why I listen to I, yeah, like I said, went to my text where I was like, have you ever sat and listened to the same song for two hours straight uh, on repeat? No, I listen no. to the same song like three or four times, and then I have to do something else because I can't. But <laughs> I. I've yet to really figure out what hooks because some songs, they don't do it. Like they don't hook into my brain. And I know some, some, you know, some, there's some sort of music theory out there that would describe exactly what kind of elements to put into this or whatever. But for whatever reason, whenever the, this, that song came on um, radio, it, it just like, I, my brain was like, okay, more please. Uh, And again, and again, and one more, okay, eleven more. Just go ahead and stop manually hitting repeat. Just click the repeat button, and we'll let click that play. The button, just give in and just <laughs> go for it. 
let that play in the background while you're writing today. That'd be fun. (laughs) So I'm sorry if there are any emails that I sent out today that were heavily influenced by... (laughs) It'll be all right. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Okay. (laughs) So recommend. uh, You can go look at that one. It'll be good. All right. There you yeah, go. And, he's, and then and then you go back and you're like, because I it's a band it's a band that I've known about for a long time. It seems like, and then you go back and you're like, yeah, they've been around since the mid '90s, and Till yeah. is almost sixty, and he's still going out and doing all this stuff. Uh, it's a lot. Yeah, and it's not like he's just like hanging out on stage either. Like I I text a call and this this Rammstein literally has to be the band with the best cardio in the world. (laughs) Not just because keyboard guy is currently on a treadmill, just like running for the whole time. I don't know why he's doing that, but like they're always doing some like really crazy like motion. Like the guitar player often like marches just in place a lot forever. Like, (laughs) how do you do that? I don't know. Well, and then there's the fact that they're they're changing, uh, like you know, they've got to get hooked up for pyrotechnics. They have to get staged. They're walking around. They're getting yeah. that stuff, you know, like the ones, the one. I think this is one uh, relatively new addition. The one where they have to switch guitars because the guitar has a flamethrower built onto the guitar. Have you seen this? Oh yeah, that's a. They've yeah. had something like that for a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they've got to get that hooked up. So there's just they're again, definitely into that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's just constant motion uh, from ev- everybody. It's not like the like the you know bass guitarist just gets to sit over in the corner just plugging away. Like he's he's also running. Yeah, no, he's busy <laughs> sprinting around. And with the amount of pyrotechnics, it's just hot. Like, <laughs> like I can't imagine. Yeah. yeah. What it'd be like to be not just in the crowd but on stage while things are literally blowing up around you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it's gonna be. Hmm. There you go. So Colin recommends more Rammstein. So if you're not listening to it already. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. New songs, yeah. new album, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, or just listen to a radio on repeat, right? On oh, repeat. <clears throat> radio. Uh, for uh, forever. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, uh, they're yeah. holding, hosting a, they have just been approved by the v- Bavarian authorities for their New Year's Eve concert in Munich. Uh, so that's uh, going to be fun. Um, there definitely be a lot of fire at that one. So you get. <laughs> yes. Because get this, it's where it's in the same open space where Oktoberfest is usually held, where like a hundred and thirty thousand oh, people attend. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a big, it's a big spot. <laughs> so <Nice>. they, <laughs> so they've been temporarily approved until they can provide uh, safety specs for how they're going to keep one hundred and fifty or whatever thousand people safe. <laughs> mm, okay. Well, that's <laughs> fine. It's all good. I will say that you do have to, if you, depending on the context of where you're driving, um, just be aware of like, you know, if you're pulling into a potential client's home that you turn this music down uh, before. Oh, like it. Yeah. They love, 
driving <laughs> German industrial. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's our uh, our review of this new band hitting the scene. Uh, check for oh yeah, definitely not thirty years old almost. That's virus. Yeah. League. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I have a surprise review for you. Uh oh, as well. Okay, in another installment of Brendan watched random stuff on Amazon Prime. Oh, do, 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 oh do, yeah. Do, do, do. What do we? Okay, uh, because I had been watching House, right? But okay. I'm on like season seven, and it's like only the first four seasons are like really good, and then after that, it's just kind of like. It gets lame, right? It's not as cool anymore. It it goes from like a medical mystery kind of genre to just like a like medical drama to just like drama drama. And I'm not about that life. So yeah. if we're not solving really bizarre medical mysteries that are totally not Guillain-Barre, then what are we even doing here? Um, so wasting uh, our time. Yeah, pretty much. To piggyback off of last week's conversation, was it last week? About World Cup soccer. Oh. I watched this thing called Good Shaolin Soccer. What? Sorry. Uh, no. Also, you should watch Shaolin Soccer. That movie is dope. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, but <laughs> what you watch? <laughs> I watched it's called Good Rivals. Uh, I'm going to read you the tagline here <clears throat> Experience the rise of the U.S. men's national team. Through their decades-long rivalry with Mexico. Boom. Hmm. It's pretty excellent, right? So it's kind of the kind of like the journey of the men's national US men's national team over the past like 30 some years. Well, since the 80s, right? So almost 40 years now. Uh <laughs> of like trying to be on the world stage as a soccer nation, because historically uh, the U.S. is not a soccer nation at all. And um, kind of as they do that, they it kind of takes that journey of like the growing pains of the men's national team and puts it in context of their insane rivalry with the Mexican soccer team. Right. And kind of like all like through the years, just how it's gone, the big players and like, it kind of follows like Landon Donovan from the U.S. and uh, Rafael Marquez from Mexico, who are who are kind of around that time. Like they were the two best players on those teams during that stretch. And there's lots of other people in there that they interview and everything like that. <clears throat> but it's really good. It's like a little three part docu series, hmm. just kind of about the this kind of the men's national team like finding identity. Like as I said last last week, like we have to manage expectations because. 2018, we didn't even qualify for anything. Now we have a very young team, very talented, and blah, blah, blah. And this, this talks about that, right? It's kind of the, the growth of U.S. soccer from like the very first time on the world stage to like actually doing something to the growth of like youth leagues and developmental programs and the under-21 national squads and stuff like that. So, But it's all like painted against the backdrop of trying to beat Mexico because for a long time, like it, no, you just couldn't like they, Mexico, like no matter what the U S did, Mexico would just like beat them <laughs> like, badly. <laughs> so, right? so my and, question, 
for this. Uh, well, I it real quick is do they explain where the rivalry came from, like how it started? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, kind of right. It's kind of like they're, you know, they're this like they're real close together, right? They kind of start off the early days of this rivalry of like wasn't even really a rivalry because Mexico just beat the U.S. and like, but no matter what, they kind of like the from the Mexico point of view, it's like, well, you know, the U.S. is always like claiming that they're better and they're a stronger country and blah blah. It's like, but we can beat them at soccer. Boom, hmm. we have this one thing. Right. It's very like nationalistic. Okay. kind of identity thing. <laughs> and then it kind of growing from there and like to what the modern day rivalry has become to kind of the culminating in, in uh, 2026, maybe? Is it the next one? Uh, the World Cup is going to be a joint host between Canada, US, Mexico. Oh, cool. Oh, I didn't right? know that. So it, oh. yes. <laughs> so it's going to be a joint hosted thing. And so the, the kind of the third part is talking about like the next era. So like parts one and two are like the, the rivalry begins. And then kind of the second part is that the nineties to two thousands part where it was like really like rough and tumble. Cause like no matter what when during those times, especially when Mexico played the U S it was like the game was brutal, right? Like mm-hmm. it was just like aggressive from everybody. Right. It's a very strong rivalry. Like, you're going to prove to the other person that you can, like, beat him, right? So, <laughs> it's because a lot of the roots of that, and it talks to, there's like tons of player interviews and stuff in there, coaches and all kinds of stuff. It's really oh, good. Neat. So, <clears throat> yeah, it's really, really good. It's like a three part thing. So, it's like three hours. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, but I watched that today or finished it today. Uh, it was really interesting, right? It was really cool. So I really liked. I really liked it. And it was, and it kind of puts into context a lot of the, like the rivalry has taken place for a long time against the backdrop of the geopolitical kind of back and forth between the U.S. and Mexico, right? Where there's this weird, like geopolitical force where you know that's been brewing in the background, and then. Over top of that, you lay a soccer game, mm-hmm. you know, so that makes things weird sometimes, and <clears throat> all that back and forth, and especially with like Trump era geopolitical context towards Mexico, right? How the rivalry still happened through that, and how you know how the soccer was the thing that made sense to people instead of the other stuff where people were just shouting all the time. Um, <clears throat> it's really good. It's really well done. Well, I'm, I know sometimes those, those can get lost in the weeds as far as like what they're trying to tell or what, the, or if they're trying to prove a point, you know, about a particular topic. So do you feel like it just kind of was like, and this is just, this is just the story. This is kind of how things are being, being presented. Oh, no. Or, or, or oh, oh, no. okay. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It does a good job of, of talking about that stuff and like, because they're interviewing the whole time, they're interviewing players from the U.S. national teams of the years past and the Mexico national teams of years past. Mm. Right? They're do- they're interviewing both sides. Oh, nice! Team. So okay. you really get that bigger perspective of like <clears throat> what this situation meant and what this situation meant because of this and 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 that kind of stuff. 
but it's it's all about the rivalry. Like it's just it, it chronicles like how the, every time they played, what was going on, what did it mean, what was happening in the background, what was this like, blah blah. blah. So it, it's really good. It's really really interesting. I thought it was really insightful, and uh, it's just cool to watch because a lot of the older stuff I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. Or I, I'm an old man now, obviously. As we established yeah. the beginning of the show, I'm yes. old, Absolutely. so. You, you also you feel yourself very vindicated. Sleeping, so congratulations, yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, I feel also vindicated because I do remember when I was younger, much younger. I was like, man, I hate Landon Donovan. That guy is a jerk. <laughs> and basically, in this, he was like, I was a jerk. Like, so okay, all right, I was right. Okay, I was right the whole time. Perfect. Like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, did you pause it and run in for Susan and be like, yes, high five? I was right. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it the whole time. <laughs> I remember just not liking him at all. He's so annoying. <laughs> but he does say it here. He's like, yeah, I was way too arrogant. All right, well, at least you owned it now. A little late, right. but it's fine. Um, we'll get... <laughs> You'll get some credit for that one. We'll... we'll... <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I, I was right, though. Just so weird. So <laughs> just, just everyone's... Um, <laughs> yeah. So what, what was one thing I thought you, it was well done. Did you, Go what ahead, was buddy. one of your, I don't know, like biggest takeaways or things where you were like most surprised by while they were breaking things, breaking some of the information down? Uh, well, some of the stuff I just like forgot about, or like, I wasn't aware of the context while it happened, you know? Um, some things like that. I thought it was really insightful when it was the end was talking about like modern, um, like the next generation of players, right? Like the development system in the U S and how complicated it is because a lot of young players in the U S that live here, um, actually have dual citizenship between Mexico and the U S right. And, or they're eligible to play for either team. So there's this like weird thing where they kind of have to pick what what country are they going to represent on a national level? Like even though maybe they were born in the U.S. and grew up here, they're they can play for Mexico because their parents were born there or whatever. Like the eligibility situation is very complicated, and like yeah. how they they talk about how they handle that. And <clears throat> one of the guys was like, "Yeah, I understand that it can be very traumatic because hmm. these are young guys. You know, they they they're calling them and asking them these questions. And they're like seventeen. Oh, you know, wow. and yeah. he was like, you know, it's, it's, it's delicate because at the end of the day, they have to do what's best for them. And that's the most important thing, but it, it is very, it's a very stressful situation, right? Like, what do you do? And like one of the, you know, they were interviewing one of the modern guy's parents and his dad and his uncle, who he was like, they were standing in, in Ohio, right at the de facto U S home stadium. Yep. Also, the reason that the U.S. national team always plays in Ohio partly has to do with Mexico because they realized that, like, they used to always play them in Los Angeles. And they were like, listen, every single game we play against Mexico is an away game. Doesn't matter where we play them. We could play them in the U.S., we could play them in Mexico. It feels like an away game (laughs) (laughs) because so many of their fans show up to these things. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's interesting. Oh my gosh! I can't. Yeah, that that would be weird. Oh man! So they play, and that's why they. That's why a lot of their games are in in uh, Ohio. 
because they the Columbus Crew Stadium, they were like, we're going to use that because it's there. And they feel like they also realized the Mexican national team doesn't like playing in cold weather. Ha! So we're going to play in Ohio to try to get an edge on them because they couldn't beat them forever. And so that's what they did. <laughs> that's amazing. They scheduled their games in Columbus, Ohio. That is, they're that like, is we have to have a smaller stadium. They said, yeah, we have to have a smaller stadium. Uh, and kind of so that we can better control the amount of tickets that we sell <laughs> so that it's, it's not always an away game, no matter what, when we play them. That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious. It was like, guys, it sounds so goofy when you say it like that. Uh, <laughs> that was the other big takeaway that I thought was hilarious. <clears throat> so yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so no. so watch good rivals and Shaolin soccer yeah. just back to back. So you and Shaolin really soccer good, just because because it's well, it gives you hilarious. good good really good well rounding uh, view of the state of soccer. I think. Yeah, because Challenge Soccer is relevant to modern times. Documentary. But, uh, it's fine. Also so, a documentary. Yeah. Oh, anyway, anyway, back to what I was saying. Yeah. The the guy's parents, the, the the U.S. player, who I can't remember the name of now, I'm sorry. But his uh, his dad and his uncle were talking, and they were like, yeah. He's like, this is a little weird for us because, uh, you know, we always support Mexico. You know, we support Mexico forever because we're Mexican and we love Mexico. But he's like, this is about my son. and so. We love him. So today we're cheering for the U.S. I was like, man, that's a deep, very complicated, emotional roller coaster that just happened in like 30 seconds of that conversation, right? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a lot of, <laughs> that's a lot, right? So there's, there's a lot of like really entwined history with all this stuff, you know? And, and it's just like, it can be very, and that very is, deep. You know? That is an interesting point because you think about that of of oh well they'll they'll just go compete for their home country or they'll go play with this or that but now with you know, when you have a, a rivalry and you've got family and you have friends and you have connections in both places and you have your exactly. na- national identity versus you know where you are living and working and all this stuff that's a that's a perspective that uh, I know. I never really put into any thought of because you know you watch the Olympian athletes and you you know you're like oh great they're go they're they're for that country next right <laughs> like I didn't you, I yeah. I never put any sort of thought into what was it like for them to to make that decision uh to was it easy for them did they have pushback uh do they feel guilty like what what goes into that yeah and again you throw into that like Olympic athletes a lot of the same way but these a lot of these kids playing soccer you know they're making these choices young yeah right because soccer does things young um and so you know they can you can be signed soccer is a weird thing right like it's it's very odd but like ruffle marquez like debuted he was like 15 right like like this (laughs) Yeah, and who knows Either. what kind of 
you, you don't even know yourself at 15. So what kind of outside influences are pressuring or pulling or, yeah. you know, like the, or, or just like just straight up confusion and not understanding the full ramifications of decisions. And there's, there's a lot that goes into that. Yeah. And one of the dudes, uh, you know, he was actually really, his, his, his process was very intriguing and he was like very mature about it because he was like, I went, He's like, the U.S. called me and I, I, you know, I went to the camp and I tried out the stuff and blah, blah, blah. You know, just, you know, just going to the camp and training camp and doing all that stuff. And he's like, I also got a call from the Mexico team. And his dad was talking about how, like, you know, it's it. I told him, like, stop calling my son. You're driving him crazy because he can't decide. Mm. You know, this is a tough choice, you know. And so he just decided he went to both. He went to the U.S. one. He went to the camp and, you know, he checked out and he saw everybody. and then. He went to the one in Mexico and he called his dad and was like, I'm staying here. This is the one I want to do. You know, nice. just for all the reasons, you know, historical and like his family and his culture, whatever. And it's cool, you know? And he was like, the press, he's like, the media, you know, they made a big deal about it. And he's like, I was kind of mad. And then I realized, you know, it's their job to just talk crap because <laughs> they, that's what they got to do. He's like, that's <laughs> the only way anybody's going to listen to them. So I just got to, you know, let them do it. Whatever. <laughs> wow. And I'm Jeez. just gonna, you know, I'm gonna go do my thing. Like <laughs> that's really I was like, that's a very it's a very wise, a very wise thing to say, right? Of like it's their job to just talk bull, you know? Like that's the have to. And be able to realize that when you're that young. Be like, yeah, God, they gotta do what they gotta do. I don't actually care. Uh I'm just gonna <laughs> Yeah, I've got <laughs> they gotta I, be you know, they gotta they have to be mad because like he, you know switched from the u.s to you know whatever he was like they gotta do that they gotta do whatever but it's like i gotta do what's best for me and my family too so boom i was like wow that's a very wise young dude right there proud of that guy that's that's the way to be right there i like (laughs) don't get that very often it seems like uh no but but again just also trying to realize you guys are getting in this these players are getting in this to do what like play the game and so at the very fundamental level there's also that part of this decision going which one of these is going to let me play the game that i want to play and enjoy the most yeah and what environment do you feel the most comfortable and that's what one of the guys was uh, one of the like recruiter guys was saying he's like ultimately he's like they have to be comfortable with their decision and he's like we can he's like i don't and he was basically saying stuff like i don't you know He's like, I don't feel comfortable like trying to pressure them into a decision because it's not. He's like, these are delicate matters and there's a lot to take into consideration. And I don't know everybody's full situation. He's like, I just, you know, he's like, at the end of the day, you've got, they have to do what's in their heart. And that's mm-hmm. all that you can ask them to do. And it's up to them. And I was like, well, that's also very nice of you to say, coach man. That's, that's not, <laughs> thank like, you for understanding the sensitivity norm, of the situation normal thing that, uh, that's like a functioning adult thing to say. That's not normally why coaches work. So that's interesting. Crazy. Um, <laughs> like, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> but when you think about like college football coaches and stuff, like they don't say things like that, you know, they're talking about all kinds of other nonsense. So like to hear somebody say like, well, that's nice. You know what I mean? <clears throat> And so it was really good. It was really good. To, I, just, I just enjoyed watching it. I thought it was really nice and good to see. Kind of like the the end, 
like one of the end parts too is really good because like the uh, I think it was Javier Hernandez Chicharito, who's a very famous Mexican soccer player, was like, you know, he's like at the end of the day, he's like this rivalry is a great thing. He's like because he's like the U.S. has become a better soccer team because they had to play us. <laughs> And he was like, and he's like, we've become better. We yeah. keep getting better because we keep having to play them. He's like, and that's yeah. what's important. He's like, we keep pushing each other. He's like, and that's where, he's like, that's where it's good. He's like, we don't get bogged down in those nonsense. He's like, we just want to play well, against yeah. each other and we want to win. You know, <clears throat> he said it better than me, obviously, but I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like Batman and the Joker, right? They need each other, right? That's. Yeah, except for it's been, it's gotten a lot nicer. It's not like, <laughs> fair, fair. No, I think I think that's a good good perspective to have of like of having a and having a healthy rivalry does what it pushes you to to do try and be better, right? It, it, it yeah, it, and that's it, basically what he was saying. Like yeah, it's got to be that you know. And and then, you know, the end part, too, where they were talking about the joint hosting thing is very interesting because they were like, look, you know, if other, he's like other regions, he was, he was talking about Europe, right? He's like, if Europe can kind of come together and do their thing, he's like, if they can come together back then, he's talking about like the creation of like the EU, I think, is mm. what he was alluding to. He was like, he's like, he's like, he's like, if North America wants to become, like a big zone he's like this is like a step in that direction showing that canada the u.s and mexico can work together in even in something like this like it's a starting point to making north america a better destination for soccer in general and then potentially other things right growing from there <clears throat> but showing that like yeah europe is like been the premiered soccer destination for a long time but he was also alluding to like why can't it be North America? A blam. So <clears throat> there's a lot of hopefulness at the end. I don't know how achievable some of those things would be, but it's very interesting thoughts, right? Like thinking about that kind of stuff. Like, <clears throat> you know, those are things that I like to think about. Uh, more interesting things like having better, you know, trading and movement and economic stuff as a region makes everybody better you know you can actually if you can figure out ways to work together and do stuff that is much more useful than bickering and arguing about all kinds of things so more interesting thoughts but I just thought the whole thing in general was interesting and fun and especially the parts that I was like oh yeah I watched that game that was cool uh, I think like, Obviously, I like those parts because I'm old and I love things like that. But <laughs> right, and and old old men like to reminisce about old things. So look, this is all yes. coming up, coming up to you. Yeah, <clears throat> so I like it. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Good rivals. Give it a watch, Reno. So there you go. Okay, link. In. There's my surprise review for today. Very good. <laughs> I like it. Link show notes. Keep that there. Yeah. So you can get pumped by uh, some 
Bromstein and then uh, go get pumped for the future of yeah, soccer. There you go. And uh, there you go. end up pumped and go have to do, you know, something else. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Back to that. You know what? Here, here it is. Here's here's a tie-in that we'll do. It's running, right? It's the it's the dry it's the running constant. It is soccer. driving and running. It's that's true. It's the running of people on stage and keyboard player. So that's our main theme. True. Today. And midfielders, boom. Midfielders, exactly. It is. And wing backs. Okay. There you go. That's running. what we'll start doing. Like we'll start it. trying to have a, a th- thematic episodes of like, what's the theme of today? That's, uh, okay. that's what we're going to we'll start doing. Give it a shot. Challenge. The okay. Last, we'll challenge ourselves to, for the last last two minutes. Is tie it all together in a nice one word. Tie it all together of what running. we do. Of what well, I like it. You did good. You did good. <laughs> <laughs> all caps running okay yes. <laughs> okay well um you guys continue to stay healthy and well and uh getting better give me a shot uh and uh we'll well we'll go from there all right okay <laughs> love you <laughs> love you too bye bye <laughs>